You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? Oh, the things we do. So, uh, yeah. You know, uh, every uh, week you and I do this show. And uh, it's a normal setup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my uh, back bedroom, which I call the Trey Meanie Studios. You know, I do stuff back here. Mrs. Meanie does stuff back here. You know, I do the podcast. She does her arts and crafts. And, uh, you know, my setup's fairly simple. You know, I got my uh, Rode Pro, uh, yeah, my Rode Pro uh, gimmick and laptop and mic and mouse pad and plugs and everything on this cool little cart. So when I'm done with the show, shut it down, I roll it against the wall. Mm. I got this nice little ring light, you know. So when I come in, I set up my ring light and then I plug it in and then I pull out my cart and I open up the laptop. And then I turn on my Rode Pro. So uh, you got me these lovely new fucking headphones by Beats, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, uh, they're battery operated. They, they, you have to charge them and, and stuff like that. So, But these fucking earphones are fucking amazing, right? They're like, like you described. It's like butter on your ears. They're that fucking, they're soft. They're fucking comfortable. It really, like look at this padding. Like, like yeah. come on. It's, oh yeah. God, it feels so nice. So I set up my setup. You know, uh, I open up the laptop. I bring up the browser. Now, lately, I've been trying to test my, like, every time I come in here, I want to hear some, you know, I play, because these headphones are fucking amazing. So I got this, uh, somebody sent me this thing of unreleased Van Halen songs for, through, uh, that was by Ted Templeman, you know, you know, Van Halen, like Van Halen 1 through 1984. It's like a whole bunch of unreleased mm. versions of songs. And one of my favorite Van Halen songs is a song called Secrets off of Diver Down, which is an under, un, underrated Van Halen record. People shit on it because there's a lot of covers, but I don't give a fuck. It's a yeah. good album. So I was like, ah, let me put on my headphones and uh, rock out to Secrets before I... I log into the program we use for the show. So I was like, oh, shit. So I turned the, the headphones on, and I noticed that the uh, battery level's low. I was like, you know what? I, I'm sure I could charge these while I wear it, right? Yeah. So my my little setup here, I got only got so many USB ports. I got one for the, uh, I like to hardline my computer. Mm-hmm. Stuff going off the Wi-Fi. So I have this gimmick that goes in one USB port so I can hardwire into the router. I got another USB port for the camera, I think. No. Oh, the other USB port goes into the roadcaster. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck, I'm out of fucking USB ports. 
uh, for my mouse. So I got this like one little thing that has like one, two, three, four USB slots. It goes into the final USB slot. So I could plug in my mouse and camera. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it. I'll, I'll uh, plug in my beats while I'm doing the show. Right. Yeah. So it takes a, it's like a C chord. You put the C chord into the your one side and you can plug it in with, you can get one of those little blocks, mm-hmm. you know, the, the phone charger blocks and you can plug it in. Or I said, or I could plug it into this USB fucking John over here and it'll be dual purpose. So yeah, I'll just be, you know, charging while I'm talking. So it's like, all right, I got my setup set up. I'm, I was like, fuck, I'm going to rock out to the fucking secrets before I log in with Adam. I'm looking and it's like no fucking sound. Uh, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Are these are these not charged enough? So I'm like, fuck. So I'm playing that. I was like, let me go on the browser. Let me do YouTube. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll go on YouTube before I go on with you and I'll blast Van Halen's Unchained in my fucking ears mm-hmm. just to wake, wake me the fuck up. <laughs> Not coming out. I'm like, oh, don't tell me the fucking sound card on this fucking thing's out, right? Oh, no. Okay, let me fucking restart the computer. Restart the computer. Do the same thing. You know, repeat the cycle to see, okay, is it the fucking, you know, let me rock out the secrets. Nothing. Let me rock out to a chain. Nothing. I was like, okay, let me do the USB. Let me do the uh, Bluetooth. I Bluetooth to my phone, to the thing, play Unchained. Plays perfectly. I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck is it, right? That's weird. <sighs> so I got this little icon on my fucking computer with the speaker. And I fucking click on it. And it comes up. I'm like, well, the volume's all the way up. I'm looking at the fucking sound mixer on the computer. And that's all up. It says uh, USB beats. I went, oh. While I was trying to charge my headphones while I do the show, the computer forever, all the sound, the plugging in my headphones into the USB thing turned off the sound in the, the computer. Oh. So I unplugged the fucking beats. Everything's and in And the it. sound comes right out. I went, motherfucker. Oh, so man. I had to uh, plug in my old school... Mine and meanie earphone joints that I've had since day one, which the reason why I have my hoodie up is because I've had them for so long, like they've fucking disintegrated. Mm. And like I'll be looking in the mirror and I like I like I was like, what's that black thing on my ear? Oh, it's uh-huh. the headphones. So I'm I'm charging Oh, I'm knocking shit over. <laughs> so I got my beats fucking charging over here. And it's like and that, you know. I like to get on early, you know, enough to, you know, we could just chill with the fucking pod squad here. You know, we have a show before the show with the pod squad. That's right. So I'm like, oh, man, it's getting like, it's a quarter after. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) And we still had our, you know, pre-show show. Nah, we still made it work. Dude, it's just, Uh it's like the simplest of fucking things. And you're just, I'm like... I feel I felt like Zoolander when they're trying to get files off of a computer and they're just like fucking banging the thing with a fucking hammer. Let me uh, fix that gimmick. I just fucking knocked the fuck over. <laughs> well, I was gonna say if uh, you want to watch the pre-show, 
Like as I referred to it last week, like pre-dinner, what you do for pre-dinner, you go and order a tub of Swedish meatballs. You yes. Get fork and you just fucking eat them all. Like family size, John's are talking about. If you're in Philly, you can get the Wawa family size tub of, of meat, regular meatballs. Every you, time. But you eat them before dinner. Cause it's, it's like food. It's like you eat before you eat to make you more hungry. So like yeah. the pre, like pre dinner, it's the pre show. So get you ready for this one. Go to patreon.com slash mind of the meeting right now. Sign up tiers start at just $10 a month. And you can join us and watch us talk before the show and get little tidbits. You're not going to get on the air. So, um, it's like, it's like this morning, uh, I went to make a bowl of cereal. I poured this cereal into the bowl, mm -hmm. but then I put my hand in the box of cereal and ate a handful of cereal. I was like, well, that doesn't count as calories. Right. That's because I, I didn't put it in the bowl. It's just like it's written in the Geneva Convention. That's exactly the way you're supposed to do it. So it's, it's, it's perfect. In, it's in the fucking Constitution. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear. It's yeah. in, at, like, I haven't Benjamin, read it. Benjamin Franklin was like, you know what would be doper than a bathtub full of women? A bathtub full of women and Reese's cereal because it's not in the bowl, you see? So it all kind of like ties together, you know, it like meshes and it's like, 1776 style, you know, it's a whole thing. But as I knock yeah, my mic back. But anyway, it's good to see you, pal. Welcome. Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Happy Monday to everyone listening here. Happy um, Monday. Or happy Saturday. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever happy Saturday to our pod squad because we're recording on uh, January 6th. Oh, what happened today? Uh, oh. We recorded on January 6th. God. Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, we're at uh, 10.30 a.m., so good morning, Pod Squad. Mm -hmm. Happy Saturday, or happy Monday, if you're listening every Monday, which one of the biggest thrills I get about this show is people saying that they this show's part of their day. Yeah. You know, it's just like, dude, I, I, like I'll get random texts from like, you know, Mrs. Meany's family, her brother, like, ah, oh, I was listening to the show and you said this, or... You know, uh, my buddy, uh, Mike, flatbed Mike, mm -hmm. who's uh, currently moving to Alabama. He's like, oh, man. It'll fucking, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, he'll text me, you know, stuff he listened to, you know, he heard on the show. So, you know, that's what makes this show uh, worth doing. Yeah. You know, people, you know, you know, relating to something we said on here. So, you know, it's. It's, you know, you know, like I say with the Iron Claw, the Iron Claw wasn't a wrestling movie. Just like I say, this isn't a wrestling podcast. Right, right. It's just a podcast where I just happen to be a, a professional wrestler. Yeah. And by the way, let me uh, state for the record, I'm not a retired professional wrestler. I'm not retired. People, dude, like, uh, we were at some fucking event and some, uh, oh, uh, I was, you know, doing a Eagles watch party at, the 2300 arena and somebody poor guy was trying to make conversation oh no and I, he meant no ill will right right i'm sure but he goes so uh what's a retired professional wrestler doing these days i went i wouldn't know i'm not retired uh <laughs> people assume because like i I have a way of just being on that trail now. I don't have yeah. to have blue hair every day like I used to. I have ways of making my hair blue for shows that so I don't destroy my hair. Mm -hmm. You know, it's practical that people assume I'm done wrestling. I'm not done wrestling. I'm just done 
working for, you know, I, I know my worth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, uh, you want me to, re- you don't pay me to wrestle. You pay me to leave the house. Right. And, uh, like I could be wrestling every weekend if I wanted to, if it was worth it. Yeah. You know, because, and this is for every aspiring young wrestler out there. You know, if you're listening to the show, which hopefully you are, uh, it's a great program. Know. If I may say so myself, it's a fantastic oh, yeah. show. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, you got to figure before you even leave the house, you're X amount of dollars in the hole already. You know, if you, if you're a guy who has a day job and you take the day off, you're losing that day's pay. Uh, if you're driving to the show, you're paying X amount for gas. You're paying X amount for tolls. You're going to pay X amount for lunch. You know, if you got to eat if you're driving like six hours, you know, somewhere. So imagine you're a hundred, hundred fifty dollars in a hole before you even fucking get to the building. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or I mean round trip. Right. But like, but before you even wrestle, consider it. So it's like, yeah, I could wrestle all these shows, but like, you know, you know, a, are they going to give me my asking price? Mm-hmm. And, uh, B is it, is it, you know, you know, my body doesn't heal like it used to. Right. Now I'm 50, even though mentally I sound like I'm 13, <laughs> you know, it's just, I could wrestle every weekend. Do what, do I wish I was wrestling every weekend? Sure. I love, I, I, well, or do I love working every weekend? Because what I, what I do, you know, Al Snow had a great line. He's like, you know, wrestlers will make some money, but workers are always making money. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be a wor- worker than a wrestler. But, you know, that's a whole other ball of wax. You know, um, I've gotten away with g- getting more out doing less, mm-hmm. you know. And that it sounds like laziness, but it's not laziness. But not at all, no, not at all. I see guys kill. I see guys fucking killing themselves, and it's just like, bro, in ten years, you know, every like big crazy thing you're doing on these shows, you're taking a year off your fucking career. You know, just yeah. fucking some of the craziness, which stuff looks spectacular. Sure, if you do do it every once, every now and again, like. You know, once a year, you knew Taker was going to do that dive over the top rope at WrestleMania. But if he did it every pay-per-view, then A, it's not as special. Right. And B, he's fucking taking time, you know, he's taking mileage off his body. Yeah. So, I don't even know how I got down to here. But yeah, I'm a, yeah, it's not a wrestling podcast. I just happen to be a, I, I'll, and that's another thing. I'll always be a professional wrestler because I have something that no, I have a skill set nobody could take away from me. Absolutely, you know I mean? right? Yeah, you're you know, not even if tired, you're not, yeah. if you, yeah, like a doctor's always a doctor, right? You know, even if he's not practicing anymore, a mechanic's always a mechanic. You know, it, whatever. If you if you could do something that not everyone can do, you're always that thing because mm-hmm. nobody could take that skill set away from you. So. You know that's a uh, that's my uh, soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. You know what I'm I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's. 
there's, I feel like there's always a certain stigma sometimes that comes along when it's like, oh, he's not, he's not wrestling for WWE or, oh, he's not wrestling for AEW or TNA or whatever. Right. Like you're still working though. Like you, you know, you're still doing and you're still performing. Right. And like you said, like you can't take that skill set away from you when it comes to professional wrestling. Like I'm sure if you didn't take a bump for three years, you get into a ring, you get warmed up, you could still take a bump, right? You could still go and do the, 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 the fundamentals of what you do. So it's not yeah. like, you know, you never really lose that skill, I would imagine, if you've been doing it for so long. And yeah, like you're not, you're not on Monday Night Raw every night or you're not on Dynamite every night, but you're still out there performing and working and doing all the things that you do. So it's like, that's, that means something, right? Like it's not, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm sure there was no ill intent behind what the guy was saying, right? Like I don't think he yeah. came in and was being a dick about it. Although I'm sure there are a lot of people that do that kind of shit, but it's still like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not really how this works. So um, no. uh, who was the guy who played Wolverine? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Like Hugh Jackman. He's been in tons of music movies. He was in Wolverine and stuff like that. But every now and then he goes and does a Broadway play. Right. Which isn't on TV. So is he not an actor anymore because he went and did a fucking off Broadway fucking. Right. Or went to do a Broadway musical or play. No, he's still fucking acting. Yeah. There, and I, and I have a T-shirt. Okay, cheap plug. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Me. Which, a shirt which Mrs. Meany designed for me. It says, Pro Wrestling Exists Outside of Your Television. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's true. Just because it's not on TV doesn't mean... Just because I'm not on TV every week doesn't mean I fucking retired or right. quit wrestling. Hey, you're still, you're and, still here. Uh, and this isn't me just talking. I'm speaking for every professional wrestler who wrestles on the indies and like it was either on tv and just now doing indies or has been on indies but haven't ma hasn't made it tv you know another wrestler another question wrestlers fucking hate you know like indie wrestlers hate and somebody goes uh ever think of going pro i am fucking like, pro like as if you're not a professional wrestler because you haven't been on tv it's just uh, ever, ever think of going pro? Oh no, no, I've, I've never really thought of that. You know, I just like, you know, working for hot dogs and handshakes <laughs> and fucking, uh, <laughs> I just love, you know, driving hundreds of miles for, you know, a barely pizza, gas money. A and, pizza you know, party. Yeah. Sli pizza sleeping in my car. Dude, I've done, I, I've done the thing, you know, fucking drive a couple hundred miles, drive home, sleep in your car. Hopefully you don't get fucking robbed yeah. at the fucking rest stop as you're sleeping in the backseat of your car. Hopefully you're not waking up to somebody hot wiring your car and driving away with you. you yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just so many, I need to write a book, but. You do, uh, you, do. you definitely yeah. do. Especially with your upcoming, you know, Hall of Fame uh, induction as well. Oh, uh, you know, Meanie Mania, hashtag. Meanie for Hall of Fame, hashtag Meanie Mania 40, unwillingness into existence, friends. So it's going to happen. But, um, no, I just, I, it's this, you were saying too about the, your body too, right? Like Will Ospreay, I know we've talked about it before, but like he's a really high flying dynamic, doing crazy stuff all the time in the ring. And he even put a video out like last year. It was just like, my body's not what it used to be. Like, well, yeah, like if you keep putting your body through that all the time, that, that level of competition or that level of movement, like, yeah, it's going to fuck you up. So yeah. you can't, you Kenny know, Omega, yeah. Kenny Omega, man. another great example, take time off 
How many surgeries did he have to get? Oh, God. I mean, now he's out because he has a diverticulitis. Right. But uh, alleged, supposedly, I don't know if that's official, but supposedly he's out for, because he's got a diverticulitis, but he was out for a good year, year and a half, because the, the stuff he, you know, he put his body through. Yeah. You know, just, that's the thing, you know, just, you got to work smart. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm not saying they're not smart, but... If your body, your body only has so many fucking bumps in it, man. Mm-hmm. Just, there's so many things you could do to make it believable and still fucking tell a story. You know, just I, I'm not being that guy that you know, back in my day, right? And everybody's going, oh, "Well, you were an ECW, oh, yeah." Or, How do you think I came to that conclusion? He you lived. Know? He lived that shit. He did that shit. I don't need to watch it, Daddy. I lived it. <laughs> That's right. I don't need to watch it, Daddy. Oh my God, I love it. I lived it. Yeah. <laughs> People oh. come to opinions through experience, right? I see all my friends who've uh, passed away because they did crazy things in a ring, which led to pain, and pain led to pain pills. Mm-hmm. Pain pills led to pain pills and booze. And then uh, that leads to uh, an early demise, yeah. unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've lost more friends before the age of 50 than most people lose before they're, you know, that they don't lose until they're 80, you know? So it's like, it's crazy, you know? And, you know, some throw you for a loop and some you're like, oh, kind of saw that coming. But, and, it, and it's not being funny, it's just... Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. That's the way it is, you know. But um, it's an interesting business. It's an awesome business, uh, full of good people, and it's, it's full. It's got you know, it's it's section of shitheads. Yeah, you know. But uh, you navigate the line. You navigate the the, the minefield of the shitheads yeah. to connect with the good people. You know. It's uh, it's it's unfortunate that you have that that segment, but um, no, I I I appreciate you saying that because I'm sure there's a lot of folks that that feel that way who are in the business who are working the indies and you know, like just because Cardona's not on TV doesn't mean that he's not wrestling, right? Or or Cardona's Nick, killing it on the indies. He's doing an amazing job. He's a he's I feel like the best example of someone who went out and like knew his worth. You know, outside of Cody, maybe like he's the guy that's still crushing it. Um, yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with taking that route either. You know your worth. If you're not oh. getting it somewhere, then go somewhere to get it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then there's there's nothing that's not noble about doing that, right? Like there's you're still working, you're still doing and performing. Like you're you're you just not on TV, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, well, long, long, to me, longevity is more successful than a quick burst. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere. You know, you know, you get. You could be on TV for a short amount of time and, mm-hmm. you know, go to the indies and fade away. Or you could just be on, you could be on the indies your entire life and still make a living. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, back in the day when they talk about job guys and stuff like that, you know, you know, uh, people would make fun of the job guys. Well, fuck, some of those job guys were making good money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they weren't right. They weren't right. Re- re- you know, they weren't main event in WrestleMania, but, you know, George South talks about, you know, those jobs he did, you know, 
bought him like a couple houses, you know? That's what I'm saying. They're still, they're still as, as a former president would say, still able to put food on their families. <laughs> Uh, no, they're still able to put food on the table. It's <laughs> my favorite W line. Uh, no, I mean, they're still able to, to take care of their families. They're still able to support themselves. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. You still made it as to the dance. You're still doing it. Dude, success is measured in different ways. And yeah. if you, at the end of the day, you're still happy with what you did in this business and what you accomplished. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Dude. You know, I wasn't supposed to be a professional wrestler. You know, I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to be able to do anything physical. Wow, growing up because of my because my asthma. Mm. You know, uh, I got made fun of. I got bullied. I got beaten up because I was the asthmatic kid, and then that led to you know depression. And with depression, you start eating, and then you become the fat asthmatic kid, and then you know. You know, why, you know, everybody else is at recess. Your grandfather's coming to the school to bring your nebulizer machine so you can breathe your, you know, take your medicine at noon and shit like that. But, you know, thankfully, you know, my family found the right doctors and got me on the right medications because my, my asthma was allergy activated. You mm. know, I was mm. allergic to fucking everything. I was allergic to milk. I was allergic to peas. I was allergic to peanuts. I was allergic to... Dogs, cats. Jeez. I couldn't have a gerbil. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have a pet gerbil as a kid or a pet, oh. whatever, hamster or whatever they call them. You know, dust. You know, every spring and every fall when the the seasons were changing, the pollen was was in the air. Oh, Got to take Brian to the hospital because oh, you know man. I'd be they they check on me in the middle of the night. My I'd be like blue. Ugh. But you know, I got through all that shit to you know save my money and. Or, you know, look for reputable school. Find a reputable, reputable school. First day with the new health. And uh, was went over to train with Al. And, you know, before you know it, I'm, I'm having matches and doing this, that, and the other thing. And then a year and a half after I had my first match, I'm in ECW. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, and, and the fact that we're here in 2024... You know, uh, doing this podcast, I'm sitting in a room with a arcade cabinet that has my likeness on it because somebody trusts me to put put me in a video game. I got a box, you know, a couple box boxes of action figures that a company thought I was worth making. Or, 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 thought I was worth making of me, uh, and just you know, anytime I get an alert from Parasantis, I sold a shirt. It's like I said, I feel a sense of pride. Yeah, that I did something right. You know. You know, you know, just try to be, you know, do the right thing, treat people right. You know, I'm not perfect by any means, you know. Uh, the other night, well, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a convention, right? And then uh, there's a guy who I see at uh, this convention all the time. And he, he, I think he works with the building. He definitely, work, you know, does stuff with the convention. Great guy. And he says, oh, one time I saw you at this thing and I asked for a picture and you said no. I was like, ah, that wasn't me. That couldn't have been me then. Right. But you were working, you know, we're going to this event. It was the uh, screening for the Jake the Snake, Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts movie. Oh, okay. They're having a screening at the Ritz in Philly. 
and I was going, it was me, Mrs. Meany, Danny Cage from the Monster Factory going. And it's like, yeah, I saw you walking down the street and I asked you for a photo and you said no. I was like, that wasn't me. Like, my whole thing to get into wrestling was my, I daydreamed for the day. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, uh, asked for an autograph or asked for a photo or stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's always like, it's like, I've always tried to do the right thing. I can't see myself turning somebody down, you know, unless I'm literally like at a urinal or on a fucking toilet. Right, taking a shit and someone's yeah. knocking on the stall door. Yeah, you're going to have to wait a yeah. second, pal. I've I've heard those stories of, you know, yeah. people asking for autographs while somebody's at a urinal, you know, or a funeral. Oh, my God. Um, oh my God. Yeah, see, oh. told that story. Oh, my like, God, somebody, somebody asked, for, asked him for an autograph at a funeral? Well, I, I asked for either an autograph or a photo. Oh it's like, hey, bud. Uh, we're at a funeral. Let's uh, let's not do this. Thank God. But uh, it's it's moments like that that kind of stick with me. It kind of bug me that somebody thought I, you know, would, and I, I he was like, oh, you were on this district. I was like, oh, it definitely wasn't me because I parked across the street from the theater. I wouldn't have been on that street. Right. So anyway, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm fucking going down dirt roads and side roads here with the story, but but this is where the mind of the meaning takes us, man. That's where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, I just try to do the right thing. You know, try to be the right person. And even more now, so even more so now today, you need to be fucking Mother Teresa. Yeah. Or somebody's going to fucking find something to pick you apart about. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's a, it's unfortunate. You know, people are humans. You know, people make mistakes. People do the wrong thing. There's no, not wrong with making mistakes. It's how you react to the, the mistake you've made and how right. Right. you've tried to write something oh, that God. you might have done wrong. Dude, so, dude, I've made so many mistakes in my life, like every single day. And just, it's human. It's being human, right? People, we, we I feel like we tend to hold everybody into such a high regard. And then when, yeah. when, you know, it seems like when they slip up, it's like, oh, they're, they're looking for the same sympathy or, or, um, you know, the same courtesy that, that they were, they deprived everybody else. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to treat you the way you treated me because I know that you're a human being and I have empathy and I have sympathy for your situation. And like, you know, I fuck up all the time. Like it, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life, but that doesn't make me a bad person. That makes me human, you know? And yeah. yep. It's like success, like you were saying about success. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I was supposed to be a twin and my twin died in utero and I wasn't supposed oh, wow. to survive. I wasn't supposed to survive. The doctors told my mom that if I did survive, I would either be completely incapacitated, um, basically like blind, not able to move, right? right? Or that I would die before I was born. So I am here. I might be dumb, but I'm here. And, <laughs> you know, hello, hello. Uh, and so when I have those moments where I feel like, oh, I'm not doing like, you know, what this guy's doing, or I'm not on that level, or, you know, this person has so many more listeners than I do or whatever it is. It's like, I'm already successful because I survived. You know what I mean? Like I have a, I have a family, I have a a home to live in, right? Like everybody's definition of success. It's like, it's not a race. Like it's not a, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not competitive when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I consider myself a success and I'm, I'm putting the work in to make it a better success. So I try yeah. to really focus on that, um, that aspect of things, but I don't, I, I, people get too bogged down in that and then they don't realize how great they already have it, you know? And it's just, it's, 
success is whatever you make it, right? And I think yeah. that's that's ultimately the 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 real story here. It's just just be grateful with where you are. Like there's nothing wrong. If you want to change something, you have the opportunity today to change it and do something different. You know, you want to be a writer, be a fucking writer. Start today, pick up a pen and do it, right? Yeah. If you have a dream you've had, you've wanted to do your entire life, then fucking do it. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing it. We're literally here like that. And then it's over. Do what are you waiting yep. for? Like, why are you depriving yourself of happiness? So, um, and even here in uh, Lucha, uh, Pod Squad member Lucha uh, said, when I first met Meanie, when I met Meanie for the first time, he took a picture with me, sweaty in his makeup post-match, and he was happy to do it. Again, yeah. I, I know I say this until I'm blue in the face, and I'm not bullshitting you because you're my friend. I hear this literally all the time. When I mention, <laughs> when I say I do a podcast called Mind of the Meanie with, and I say, you remember ECW? They're like, oh yeah, I'm like the Blue Meanie. And I swear to God, every response is the same. Holy shit, the Blue Meanie? That's amazing. How cool is that? It's like, everybody loves the fucking Blue Meanie. Like I've never oh, heard- That's very kind. I've never heard that's a cross all. story about you before, man. So like, that's- that's. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody out there who thinks I'm a fucking asshole. And you know what? But, they're you know, dick, they're dickheads. They don't matter. I've never heard a cross yeah. story about you. So it's it's to have that kind of reputation and to have that that level of love is unbelievable. I mean, that's that's a that's a great thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. You know, even like even when I'm having my best day, you know, there's times where I'm absolutely going through some shit mentally yeah it just it makes life easier just to be kind to people you know just be good people it doesn't cost you nothing right you know uh it costs nothing to be kind but it could cost you everything to be an asshole exactly Not being an asshole you yeah, know just, just don't be a dick man don't be a fucking can, dick it's easy to be it's easy to be an asshole you know you just fucking get out of bed and if you, you know, just if you are a dick, just apologize for it, but really mean it, right? Like apologies are oh, there's hollow been times unless you change I... your fucking attitude, unless you change the behavior, right? Oh yeah, there's been times where I've absolutely been a dick. Sure. Just because it was the wrong moment. Yeah. But then you go, ah, you know what? I've signed, I've gone, I've gone ah, you know what? I was a little stiff. I'm sorry, man. Sorry about that. Like I, like, uh, dude, I have this thought in my head all the time. I was in, high school and uh i forget what it was but i'm sitting in uh i want to say history class or whatever and somebody behind me said something and i said something and he got hot i just sat there for a second and went yeah i was kind of wrong you know i didn't say stiff at the time but you know i can say that now that was in my vibe that wasn't in my vocabulary i was like yeah that was kind of rough i turned around and went, hey man uh, you know, that was a little rough. I'm sorry. And he put his hand and we shook hands and that was it. Yeah. That was cool. You know, everybody has a moment. Sure. But you know, um, it's all what, it's all depends on what you do in that moment. You know, you know, I'm fucking Irish. So I got like fucking easily got one of those, I got one of those Irish tempers, you know, <laughs> Same. It comes out. It comes out when I'm driving. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's the Philly in you, though, too. Is that's as is everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, we went up to fucking Boston for the uh, for the uh, first game of the season, Eagles Patriots, and uh, as me, Mrs. Meany, our friend uh, Sean, and Danny Cage from Monster Factory. And 
we're driving somewhere and I was just getting hot at something. And Danny was like, I've never seen you like this. I was like, oh, well, this is me driving. <laughs> but he was popping for the fact that I was, you know, uh-huh. he never seen me, he'd never seen me get hot like that. Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, you know, somebody pulls out. For, oh, no, no, you go, dickhead. Yeah, go Fuck ahead. Fuck you. Yeah. All yeah, right. You're already, right sure. you're already in the fucking lane, asshole. Go ahead. It's fine. Dude, there's a a guy, uh, the Philly captain. Are you familiar? Do you know the Philly captain? No, not familiar. Oh, I have to say, his fucking YouTube is amazing. He goes to, he'll go to all the sporting events. He'll go to all the tailgates and, you know, just, he does, you know, vlogs or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'll go to like uh, an Eagles tailgate. He'll go to a Phillies game and he just records everything. So the other day, <laughs> he was doing a video of driving through Kensington. Oh, God. Right. And uh, I guess he's from the area, but, like, they're trying to clean up Ke- the Kensington area. So he's driving through. He's like, this is day one of them saying they're going to clean up the Kensington area. He's like, I'm going to come back in 100 days and record to see if there's any difference. But he's driving down this one street. I couldn't help but fucking laugh out fucking loud. He uh, He's driving down this one street, and there's this car in front of him. And the car is going to park, but it stops in the middle of the street. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And there's like a spot you could park two fucking school buses in, right? You can just easily pull in head first and park behind the car. So the guy's like, what are you doing? And the captain's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, and then the guy passes the fucking big-ass spot to take this tiny parallel parking spot, one car ahead of the fucking spot. He's like, dude, what are you, you fucking dick? I was just oh fucking laughing because that's, that's such a Philly thing. It like is. somebody, You know, I've seen people parallel park next to a fucking open spot instead of parking in the fucking spot. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but it's just I don't even know how I got to that But You know, Meanie What's that, Adam? We hear this a lot Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best With quality control measures Like lab testing and QR codes Now becoming the standard It can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same But I'm here to tell you something, Meanie They are not Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is is a product I've been using for years and uh, when we started Mind and Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily, uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Roads CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year. 
earned thousands of five-star reviews and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a, co a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, meaning I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But they select, our, they select their hemp from high-quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote-unquote white label brand. So right now, you can go to greenroads.com, meaning, and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything, meaning that's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANI at checkout. It's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code MEANI at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. No, it's but it's Philly though. It's like it, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a there's my buddy Kurt. He used to live on Gillespie Street down in the Northeast, uh, over by Cotman yeah. Cotman Avenue in like Sheffield. And there was never anywhere to fucking park in that area. You're like if you ever if you've ever been down to Cotman Avenue or like the Sheffield Avenue or any of those spots down there, uh, down on Ron. There's a bar called Reals we used to go to. There's never any fucking parking anywhere. So you got to learn how to parallel park. And I I can still to this day parallel park in two turns anywhere I go with any vehicle yeah. I'm driving. We have a big ass fucking Chrysler town and country. Now we went minivan when we first moved back here to, to, to Philly and I can parallel park that bitch without the backup cam in two fucking moves. And that's just what you do in Philadelphia. And I, I, I have to be honest. I judge people on their parallel parking skills. When I see them, I, oh, yeah. I'm like, Oh, you fucking dickhead. I could have done that in two. You know, yeah. I fucking yeah. every time I'm always I'm so judgmental and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be. But like if you're huh? in Philly, you should not a parallel park and, and you're on your own. So God help you. Know you. What you know what fucks me up? What's that? And only people in Philly could probably relate to this. And you know what I love about Philly is watching people from outside Philly come to Philly and see how we park. <laughs> yep. Like my friend uh, <laughs> Matt and his wife, Sarah, came up from West Virginia for a. Uh, the last icons convention they're like so you just park anywhere yeah. you know people park in the middle of broad street or on my street literally park on the fucking sidewalk mm -hmm. and no one says a word <laughs> no so what fucks me up is like i'm a i'm a good parallel parker mm -hmm. like if i showed you i've taken photos of some of the spots i've parked and people are like how the fuck did you get in that mm -hmm. i'm like uh, awesome! I did the awesome powers method when he's driving that steamroller. And he's <laughs> beep, 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 you know, back and forth. Yep. But what always fucks me up parallel parking in Philly is if somebody's half on the curb. Oh. And yes. you go to fucking parallel park and it throws off your fucking depth perception of like how far you are from the curb. Yeah. So you're doing the thing. And then you hit the fucking curb oh. as if you're going to park on the curb. But I was like, I don't want to park on the fucking curb. No. You know, just, uh, I don't need to. I got a small car. I, I, have a small car specifically because I live in South Philly. Right. And at some point I'm going to come home at like some, if you go to park after four o'clock in South Philly, you're fucked. Big time. You know, you're just, never going to get anything. Never. No, no. It's amazing how fucking quick those spots fucking fill up. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up next to the 
car that's half on the curb, and I, you know, go to back into the spot. And it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Let me. And I got one of those small streets. If you go to Parallel Park, you, you kind of have have to hop the opposite curb to fucking mm. get into the fucking spot. Yep. Which I've done too quickly, and which fucking I got one of those cars where you the fenders on like these little pins inside your fucking uh, car, yeah. and so you're trying to fucking like fuck. Yeah. I got to fucking try to pop these fucking gimmicks back in, and then you know go to the supermarket, and somebody asshole pulls up and goes, "Oh, fix your fender for twenty bucks." Get the fuck out Just of here. Get fucked, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Who are these people who go drive around fucking parking lots, f- looking to fix your car in a parking lot, like fix your fender in a parking lot? It's got to be a scam, right? It has to be. Did I tell you the story about when Courtney and I, Mrs. Goober and I, went to see um, uh, Ray LaMontagne and uh, at the I think it was the Met or the Kimmel Center in Philly? We were down oh. in like North Philly, um, and it was oh no, it was the Met. It was the Met in Philadelphia, and we went to see Ray LaMontagne. And it was like packed, right? Like it's this tiny fucking streets everywhere. And yeah. so we pull up and I'm like, all right, we're not going to find any parking. We're going to be late, right? We're going to figure this out. And some guy is like, I guess the parking lot or whatever it was, it was, it was like full. This guy standing in the corner. He's like, hey man. He's like, hey, are you guys looking for parking? We're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're looking. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, well, just give me your keys. He's like, it's whatever, however much money it is. Uh, it's $30 to pay. He's like, and I'll, I'll go park it. And we're like, oh, all right. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm just out here trying to make a good living, an honest living. This, any other. I was like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and turn, you know, we'll go come back around. So I was like, no fucking way am I giving that guy my keys because he's going to steal my right. fucking car. That is not right. happening. So no. um, I am, uh, I, I would never, so we, I, my old building was like, I used to work at 36 and Market and I still have my garage access because it's a public parking area. I was like, fuck this. We're going to go park my car, you know, a couple blocks down safely and then uber back this way because i'd rather pay 30 dollars for the uber than have somebody steal my fucking car but it's a total scam right. total fucking scam so yeah. um we go ahead dude speaking of scams uh you just reminded me of something from my fucking <laughs> like a teenager i'm i'm, I'm living in Lake city right uh-huh. and uh i was working in the ocean one mall which mm. If you're in Atlantic City, it's across, it was, well, it's still there, but it's something else now. The Ocean Wall Mall was across from Caesars. And, uh, you know, I was a teenager working in the fucking mall. After work, we close up and uh, I'm walking home along the boardwalk. And a guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, uh, I'm having trouble reaching this guy. Uh, I have the phone number here. And, you know, I'm not a bum. I got money. And he whips out a fucking wad of cash. And I was like. Oh, because like, that, hey, prov- that proves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I forget what the fucking scam was, but he's talking to me. And then some other guy comes out of nowhere. I went, hey, man. I, oh, he wanted me to, you know, lend him some kind of a dollar or whatever. It was a, I don't know what it was. Some dude comes out of nowhere. I was like, hey, guys, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm broke. I. I'm, I'm coming from work. I don't have yeah. any money. Oh, you don't have any money? Yeah, sorry. Have a good night. I I, I walk because I, I realized they're trying to fucking work me. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna get you on either side. So me and my cousin Jimmy take a drive up the... Uh, it's around Christmas. I forget what year it was. We take a drive up the, the Philly. He wants to go shopping for his girlfriend. I tag along. And we're walking around Center City. Wouldn't you know the same motherfucker comes up to me and my cousin Jimmy and goes, Hey man, 
I'm trying to reach this guy on his phone. I'm not a bum. And he whips out the watch. I was like, dude, you're the guy from Atlantic City. Oh, my God. And he, like, his buddy was, like, halfway coming up to do his part of the fucking scam. And they yeah. both turned around and fucking walked around. Oh, and my God, way. man. Fuck. That's terrifying. It's like, what, what's the, what are the odds that somebody comes up to you? And it was, like, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night in Atlantic City. Mm-mm. Trying to scam me out of money. Or like they they want to borrow? Oh, he didn't. Maybe he didn't have enough exact change for the phone call or something like that. Right. So he's trying to get. And he wants to see what you had yeah. in your pocket so he could fucking roll you for the cash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What's the odds that you're going to go like, you know, forty five, fifty miles away? Same dude. Middle afternoon in Philadelphia, millions of people. Same guy who comes up to you to pull the exact same fucking scam. Mm-mm. Fucking crazy. The worst. The worst I've ever, like the most I guess I've ever been scared in a situation like that, I was in Aruba almost 20 years ago. Holy Oof. shit. 2024. So it was 2005. Yeah. I went down with my ex and her family. Um, and we were there, I think, for like 10 or 12 days. It was super dope. Like it's a beautiful island, right? But they said to us, like, make sure you stay like in the resort area. Like don't try to go too far off, of the, course. Beaten, off the beaten path. Like you're, you're a foreigner in a different country, right? So yes. we had gone to, we did this thing that was like a little off the beaten path. I was a little freaked out about it because I don't, you know, I'm spatially disoriented and I get really freaked out when I'm in a space that I don't know. If I don't have like a path, if I don't know exactly where I'm going to go, like I'm, I'm kind of bugged about it, right? So yeah. I'm in a whole nother country. And so right. my, my ex and her sister and their friend, they wanted to go to this thing called the tattoo boat, which is like a big giant drinking boat, right? So I was like, all right, fine, we'll go. And we got shit house sauce and then we went to a bar that used to be called Carlos and Charlie's which was like right like basically it was like a straight line to walk from the resort we were staying at down to this bar well this I guess the third or fourth day we were there my ex wanted to get like braids in her hair or something and there was like a little shop that was like right off of where we were right like, ah, fuck all right we'll walk over so we walk over to this little place. It's like this little, like, almost like a, a, a shop, like a you know, t-shirt shop at, like, uh, the boardwalk in Atlantic City, you know? Yes. And, but behind it is all water. So it's, like, all out into this, like, I don't know what fucking body of water it is, but it's all out there. And all of a sudden, I'm standing there, because I used to be a smoker, so I'm lighting up my stogie, uh, my stugats, if you will, and uh, I'm, I fucking take a drag off the cigarette, and I look, and there's this gigantic, I mean, I swear to God, I shit you not, he was, like, 6'6", six, six, muscular, huge, right? Um, and dreadlocks. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I was like, hey, dude, what's up? You know, like just trying to be totally cool, right? He's right. like, hey, you know, and I look over to the left and there's two other guys on the boat that are just staring at me, right? They have the gold teeth, like Joe Pesci from Home Alone. I mean, it is yeah. tattooed. Like it was just like, I was like, okay. Then it's a little dinghy boat, right? And he's like, hey, man, he's like, uh, let me ask you a question. He's like, you're here to party, huh? You're an American. You're here to party? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just, just waiting for my girlfriend to get, get done her stuff. And he's like, hey, man, you want some ecstasy, right? That's what you're here for. And I was like, no. No, man, I'm, I'm good. I never, no, you know, no powders, no pills, no needles, nothing ever for me Ooh. like that, right? Fuck like, nah, that. nah, you know what, dude? I'm real good. I'm real good. And he's getting closer to me as he's talking, right? So I'm pretty much up against the wall at this point. Oh, I know what you like. You like, you like cocaine, right? You want some powder. Nah. Nope. Nope. I'm good, man. Really, I'm I'm real good, you know. And I'm I'm like trying to find a way. Like I'm like trying to get my surroundings. Like how am I going to bolt? Because there's nowhere to go but the fucking ocean in front of me, and I can't get back to the door because he's right here, right? Oh, right. painkillers. That's what you like. You like to feel good, right? Like nah, nah. Do- nah, dog. I'm I'm 
I'm straight, man. I'm, I'm good. And he goes, oh, all right, man. He goes, hey, can I borrow your lighter? And I had it in my hand. Like, I'd have to reach in my pockets. So I was like, yeah, sure. So he took the lighter, lit a cigarette, handed it back to me. He was like, enjoy your stay on our island. And walk right back on a boat. And they got, and they fucking took off. I got it back. I fucking <sighs> bolted it back into the room. I was like, it was like my ex. I was like, we're leaving right now. Like, get your shit <laughs> fucking out of here, dude. I was so yeah. freaked out. Because again, like, you hear stories about that kind of stuff. And then I shit you not, a month later was when the Natalie Holloway disappearance happened. And she followed yeah, yeah. pretty much the same track that we did. And, um, you know, it wasn't any, you know, obviously like they, it wasn't connected or anything like that. But I was no. fucking freaked the hell out. Especially because, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a typical American looking male. So I'm sure I was an easy mark, but it was like, oh my God. I'm just standing there like, what is going to happen now? Like, I'm never going to be found. You know, I'm just going to exist here in the ocean forever. So- yeah, that was uh, that was You'll scary. Be shark bait. Yeah, <laughs> about to be shark bait in about ten seconds. But uh, we have. I actually was going to tie into the next part of the show, but we got a bunch of questions from the Pod Squad and people out there about nice. uh, some things going on. So we're going to give you a let's little wrestling. Let's shout out the Pod Squad. Let's who, let's who, let's who, let's yeah. who we got in here today. We got Schlichter. We got Vanessa Bello. What up? Uh, we got little Jimmy Sorson. What up, Jimmy? Sorson level. Oh, let me scroll up. We got Lucha. We got Shackleford's here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got a whole fucking... Dude, this fucking chat is pretty fucking lively. Yeah, we got you a know, whole fucking... Me and you just been fucking babbling like two... Uh, <laughs> two baboons. Like two babblers. Yeah. Just a couple babblers. We got a lot of... Yeah, it's a, fu- got a lot, good fucking chat here. Got a great chat and a lot of great questions in here, too. One question I saw that I'm going to start with because I want to talk to you first about this. But first, a question for you, sir. Uh, well, what would I be? Are you ready to ask me any? <laughs> I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something! Yeah, cause. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Don't forget, <laughs> tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them asked on the program. I'm going to start at the top here with this question because it ties into something I was going to talk about a second ago, and we're going to give that uh, listener base of ours the red meat. Uh, Lucha Lechozo wants to know... Any wild wrestling predictions for 2024 from either of you? And I got a doozy. Um, uh, oh, actually, hold on. Let me uh, open up my uh, oh, kind of right. Thing. I forgot. What do you got today, hey. dude? Well, dude, actually, before we get into that fucking question, uh, yeah, like so, it's not even worth asking me every week what it's going to be because <laughs> this is what's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, the Bell V pumpkin pie fucking there you go. cider because we went to the fucking Aldi's, right? <laughs> and went down to the fucking Aldi's. Yeah, we went down to the fucking Aldi's. <laughs> and I bought and I bought a fucking case. Oh, the case cost me 34 fucking cents. Yeah, of course. All of them. <laughs> um, I'm going to be drinking pumpkin, pumpkin pie till past fucking Easter. I love uh, it, man. I love it. Well, it'll help clear out all uh, those Christmas cookies because they should be out of you by Easter too. So, yeah. I'm still digesting those. <laughs> I got me one of the, uh, I also went to the fucking Aldi's as well and I got me one of them, the fucking, um, them fucking uh, fake uh, knockoff uh, sparkling ice johns. Uh, this one's the cherry lemonade, which is uh, is super oh, dope. So, yo you know. Cause. Yeah. Yo cause. Fucking- uh, that's fucking banging. It's fucking banging. It's so dope. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Yo, it's so good. It's just like, it's incredible, you know? So I went bow hunting the, the other day. I went down to Broad and Shunk. I went, Yo, Bo. Yo, Bo. Yo, Cuz. Yo, Bo. Where are you at, Bo? You just want to know you, the best the best roast pork down there is John's. You're going to go fucking anywhere else. You just go to John's, get yourself roast pork. 
Don't fucking go it's nowhere else. Some, some Rob and some Sharp. <laughs> it's a Rob and some Sharp. Yeah, cause. God. I can hear it. It makes my skin crawl. I just know Yo, right God. away. You find them everywhere, dude. Everywhere I fucking go. You, Yo, find, a, you find a one person from Philly because you hear him talking. You're like, yep, those are my people. Bow hunting. <laughs> Yo, bow. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I bet I bet his wife calls it her dog mommy. <laughs> which I'll never understand. That's the I'm, I'm, I'm that is so fucking weird. Oh, come here, mommy. It's your fucking dog. Uh it's not your mommy, all right? <laughs> oh your- mommy, you're a good little doggy mommy. What the fuck are you? What are doing? we doing here? What the fuck did I just witness? This makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Ugh. Fuck you. <laughs> and your weird dog. Here we go. Yeah. Uh let's crack them open here and uh we're gonna you're gonna sandman. I'm just gonna twist. Three, yeah. two, one, leg out. Oh yeah. There we go. Mm. I love that knockoff it, shit. So, some of that aroma. Mm. Pinky's up. Oh yeah. We hope you're putting your pinkies up. That's just what my allergies needed. <sighs> we hope you're putting your pinkies up with us while you drink. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Carl's got a symphony of belches. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Nah. He, he, he Save him up and do a next Christmas, do like a whole fucking like bell choir of belches. <laughs> Carl, we need that next year. We need a whole fucking song full of belches. You're going to be like, are you guys fucking kidding me? You better pay me triple for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run this question back from Lucha here. Lucha. 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 Any wild wrestling predictions for 2024 from either of you? Ooh. And I got a doozy for you. You go first. I mean, MGF's got to be going to WWE eventually, right? He's got to. He's got to be, dude. That's my. I think that's either 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 they're working us with the, him being off the fucking off the roster page, or he's going. Right. I mean, he was just at the Iron Claw fucking screening, which. He's good for him being an executive uh-huh. producer, but he's standing there talking to fucking John Cena. Yep. Baron Corbin, Liv Morgan. Yeah. And he he posted a photo of him at a w, backstage at a WWE event with Cody. So, and he's pretty friendly with Punk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's fucking jacked. He is fucking jacked. So... I'm going to say MJF goes to WWE. I would. Which, which he's, it really isn't that fucking, really isn't that fucking crazy of a prediction because it just looks like that's where he wants to be and that's probably what he grew up on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's amazing how, you know, you, you're with one company and you're just allowed to openly bring up the competition on, you know, the TV of the company that's paying you. And, you know, just, yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Max is heading to uh, WWE, MGF WWE. To parlay off of that a little bit too, like, if I were Tony, <clears throat> I'd be fucking pissed if one of my guys, one of my top guys is mentioning Bruce Pritchard or shout out to Bruce Pritchard, by the way. No, no heat or disrespect. Friend of the show. Um, friend of the show. But he's a high level executive. 
at your competitive company, right? Yeah. And you're outwardly mentioning WrestleMania. You're talking about all these different events that they do on air. That yeah. seems counterproductive to what you want to be doing in that company, the in that space. The Rumble's coming up. His contract's up. As far as I'm aware, his contract's up, and he's injured. So, oh. I well, think... What, 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 seriously, uh, what's his injury? So, it sounds like it's a shoulder. It sounds like it's oh, a... Okay. a it's, I believe it's a shoulder, or it's it's some kind of something. He's got to have, like, apparently legitimate surgery, which, in this business, who knows what's legit and what's not. But, if he is injured... I mean, but think about it, too. Like you said, like, to kind of tie back on it, MJF, like... WWE is a brand, right? Like it's it's Coca-Cola, it's McDonald's, it's the top level. Oh, it's America, it's Americana. Right. It's it is it is a it is a household name. When someone talks yeah. about wrestling, they they say WWE. It just is what it is. Somebody, oh, you do that WWE stuff? Right. That's that's the identifier. That's the designator. When you think about somebody like MJF, who's been a fan his entire life and has now gotten to the top of the secondary promotion. And again, I don't say that negatively. Please don't tweet at me. Don't yell at me about this. I'm not shit talking anything. I don't even want to hear it. You're just going to get muted or blocked. But what I'm saying is, is when you look the hierarchy, they are the number two in that upper echelon. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It just is what it is. But if you're a wrestling fan your entire life and your goal is to become a professional wrestler, I would imagine one of those goals is to work for the biggest company in the world. Yes. You know, I mean, that's that's the reality. I want to work for WWE. I want to be a WWE superstar. MJF has the yeah. look. MJF has the microphone skills. MJF has the youth portion of this. He could really do and have a successful career, I think, in WWE. I think for me, I think I want to watch that character get a little bit more refined, um, you know, a little bit more, like a little less edgy, a little bit more focused and polished. Which he's um, kind of been doing with the baby being a baby face, you know? Right. He's got range now. Like, he's making that dynamic range to it. But I don't foresee any world where MJF doesn't go to that. doesn't go up north. I will say that if he does sign with WWE, I think that may be one of the biggest fumbles by Tony and AEW. I don't think there's anything bigger mm-hmm. than that, right? Like, you like, you know, losing Jade Cargo was a huge fumble, Right. Losing right. Punk, right? That's that can be debated all day long. Oh, that was the ultimate. Cody walking away, like these are things where you're like, how did all of these things happen, right? But to lose, yeah, you, you got you got you got QT Marshall leaving. You got right all these different folks. Kevin Sullivan, not the wrestler, but the uh, producer leaving. There's a lot of people just leaving, and it's like, why are they leaving? Where are they going? Right? QT Marshall, right. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do some kind of training now because he's Cody's, you know, close associate. Um, but, and, and again, I, th- I do still think I've, I've been steadfast on this. I do believe that Ricky Starks is going to end up in, in WWE this year as well with his contracts. Up. Yeah. That's a given, right? Um, but if MJF goes and signs with WWE, you're now losing your top homegrown megastar, right? Say, yeah. say whatever you want to say about Kenny Omega and the Young one, Bucks. One or, of the pillars. One, one of, of the, pillars. the pillars. You're losing one of these people to your, to your uh, your competition. And I think if I'm looking at it from a business perspective, the same conversation we had about punk, I'm po- I apologize for talking too much here. I know it's the mind of the meaning, not mind of the atom. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Stop. I, when I think about like for me to see somebody like that go up there, it's like, how do you bounce back from that? 
How do you bounce back from losing a pillar of your company, right? Say what you want again about Omega. Say what you want to say about the Young Bucks or, or Hangman Adam Page. They're not MJF. It's like, it's a different formula, right? Here's your new rising star. Here's the guy that everybody talks about that's inside of your promotion. And now he's heading up north and he just left. How do you come back from that? How do you bounce back from that? So I, uh, I'm very curious to see where this goes over the next couple of months or even into next, you know, at the end of the month. Um, MJF showing up there if he's not injured. There's a lot of people that are saying like, oh, he's already re-signed. He's already done this. But they, you know, there's a lot of rumor about uh, Sasha Banks coming back and then potentially being in an AEW. I won't believe anything until the ink is dry and I hear the music hit, right? Anything is, anything is possible. And if I'm Hunter, that's what I'm saying. If if I'm a Hunter, Papa H, and I'm looking at this as a business perspective, same thing I said about CM Punk, it's business. What's best for business? CM Punk has sold more merchandise than anybody in the history of WWE at this point from him returning, right? He's consistently at the top. They've sold out the garden. They sell out every show he's at, right? Ratings are through the roof with him on the show. That was a smart business decision on WWE's part. They didn't need him, but they they brought him back and he's been successful. Right. Imagine MJF coming up and getting the same treatment that Jade Cargo got when they rolled the red carpet out for her, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think that. And I see, uh, I mean, you see all these things about Sasha Banks, which I still call her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's to say that she's not, putting that stuff out there just to negotiate in public, you know? It's a smart thing. Oh, the, so-and-so is willing to give me this amount, you know, which I don't even know if that's $25 million. It's like, ugh. That's a lot of money. You know, a, a year or for five years? I don't know how many years. No, you're worth. I don't know if it's a per-year basis, but I saw $25 million. I was like, ooh. No, you're worth, man. That's like, uh, that's, yeah. If she can get it, God bless her. You know, but... uh if she's putting that out there, to, uh, like, you know, you know, she's putting it out there, somebody's willing to pay her that. She, you know, she's probably trying to get more from WWE, more of an offer from WWE. Yeah, she's probably trying to get more money out of it. So, Meanie. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year. And step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met. And hairs are neatly kept. Did you see how they rhyme there? That's really nice. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease while tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use promo code MIND. Meanie at Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping. Meanie, what are some New Year's resolutions that you have this year coming up? And my ultimate New Year's resolution is to uh, use the nose hair trimmer so my nose doesn't look like a party favor when I sneeze. And uh, when it comes to the uh, ball deodorant, I, I want to have a, a under underling that doesn't smell like French onion soup. <laughs> so thanks to Manscaped, I am all set. Right, and you will be all set as well with this performance package 5.0 Ultra. It is here, and let me tell you, it's got futuristic tendencies. Included inside this bundle is the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer Mini, so you won't sound like a party favor the entire year. And the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Reserver Anti Chafing Ball Deodorant, plus two free 
gifts. This fifth generation lawnmower features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And Nini, did you know also that it's waterproof? So you can do what? your grooming. I know, right? You can do your grooming anywhere. And also Manscaped threw in, threw in two free gifts, the boxers and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Resolutions may come and go this year, Meanie, but a well-groomed view is here to stay with Manscaped's latest and greatest. Go right now to manscaped.com and take 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANIE. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMEANIE. Happy New Year to your balls. We want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Um, here's my, here is my big prediction. Okay. Oh yeah. Here's my big prediction of the year. Is last night, if you're you're listening to this, it was last night. If you're listening to this on Monday, it was over. The, it was Friday night. Okay. Roman Reigns, the Bloodline are back in SmackDown. They're having a triple threat match. It's L, uh, LA Knight, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. The bloodline interferes. It's Shmaz, finish, blah, blah, blah. LA Knight show in color. Everything is done. Nick Aldis declares that it's a f- fatal four-way now for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship at the Royal Rumble. Holy shit. People forget. And shout out to Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray of uh, the Busted Open uh, program. Absolutely. Friends of the show. Brought, Absolutely. brought this point up the other day. And I thought about this when I listened to the show. Randy Orton is a 15-time WWE champion. Yes. If he wins the title, he ties John Cena and Ric Flair for that 16 number. WWE is all about breaking records, right? They're all about yeah. shattering new things and setting new records. Roman Reigns, how do you keep him strong? Now that The Rock is back, obviously everybody knows too, Rocky, you know, uh, TV's Rock the Dwayne Johnson has appeared again and had a, had, a, <laughs> had, a, had a hell of a return on Monday Night Raw this past week. Um, and he, for the first time ever, called, had made mention to the head of the table. And now there's a lot of controversy about him being at WrestleMania and what's going to happen, or is it going to be at the Chamber in, in Australia, blah, 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 whatever. Here's my prediction, Okay. And Nick Halsman agrees yeah. with me, and there's a bunch of people who online who said the same thing. But I, I thought this sure. as soon as it happened. Okay. You have the fatal four-way at, at, at the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton wins the title, but doesn't pin Roman Reigns. Randy Orton yeah. takes the title off of him. You keep Roman looking strong, and you fuck him out of his title. And now he's even more angry, right? Right. You go to the chamber. Or CM Punk is winning the Rumble, too. Cousin Phil um, is going to win the Rumble. Uh, yes. You go to the elimination chamber. Cody wins the elimination chamber and challenges Randy Orton, a heel Randy Orton, for that title. And you build towards Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. So now you have a way out, right? Because that's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's saying, oh, well, you know, how are you going to get these matches together? How are you going to make this work? And how's Cody going to finish the story? Simple. You take the strap off of Roman. You put it on Orton. You get Cody and Orton's story going, going because I think there's more meat on that bone. And for me, yeah. and I, I would love your feedback on this too. For me, um, I'm with you. I think the, I think the story doesn't need Roman Reigns for Cody, right? Like it never mattered who it's, had it's the belt. belt. It's the belt it's the itself. Belt. So I think, and for me, it would be more impactful to see, you know, Cowboy Bob Orton's kid 
fighting Dusty Rhodes's kid. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a, there's oh, there's that built-in dynamic there already. And then plus with the legacy yeah. legacy story. But if you're trying to get to The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and that's your match, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get there? So that's how you solve your problem. That's how you solve the equation right there. You, you put him right there. You cool off Roman and through the elimination chamber. You don't have him at the event. You let him cool off until you get to, the, to WrestleMania. And that's how you build towards Rock and Roman. That's my bold prediction for 2024. And we'll see if I'm right. What do you think? And it makes perfect sense. I mean... You know, just, uh, you know, uh, Cody wants to win the belt. His dad never could. And Roman lost the belt. He never got beat for, you know. So <clears throat> that's how you do it. That's how Roman looks strong. You know, whether it's him on the outside and the, the finish happens on the inside. And yeah, that's perfect. You know, it's it's one. It, those are one fall to a finish too, right? So it's yeah. not an elimination match. So. Whoever gets pinned or whoever does the pinning wins the belt. Why not? So, yeah, you keep Roman strong. And then your main attraction for Mania would be who's the true head of the table between Rock and Roman Reigns. It's fucking perfect. Makes absolute fucking sense. Will they? And And then you still have Cody chasing, you know, that fucking... Mm-hmm. Brass ring, so yeah. to speak, which is the uh, the, the WWF, main. the main belt. And, uh, it just it makes makes absolute sense because we already kind of know it's going to go in. You're going to like Punk is going to win the Rumble, and he's going after Seth. They've already kind of, for lack of a better phrase, set that table. So you kind of know that's yeah. where that's gone, right? Yeah. Cody takes another smack in the face. You get to the chamber, he wins. That's how you that's how you elevate him to get to the next level. I just and Bailey is saying in here they should do Roman versus Cody for the belt and last second change it to Roman winning, then do another year of the bloodline with a laughing emoji. Shackleford, bite your tongue, sir. Um, and the reason I say that, sir, is because I think if Cody beat, loses to Roman again, and, and Dave LaGreca said this on the show, and I agree with him completely, I think it takes the wind out of the sails for a lot of people. You know, how yeah. many times can you beat this guy down before he wins? Like, I'm not interested in seeing him lose again. I, it, it would be, I think it would be detrimental to him as a performer and to the character that he's been working so hard to build. So yeah. um, if you agree with that, tweet at me. This is Goober. Tweet at the show, Mind of the Meanie. Tweet at Meanie, Blue Meanie BWO, just because you should definitely do that because he's pretty cool. Uh, but um, <laughs> let us know what you think. Do you agree with this? How do you see this playing out? You know, we have a couple weeks till we get to the Rumble. Share your thoughts with us because we would love to hear them. And uh, we may follow up with that next week on the show. So uh, let's see what else we have going on here in the chat. Andy Schlichter's got two questions for us today. Oh. <clears throat> uh, speaking of aliens, what do you think yes. of these Miami mall rumors? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I'm not familiar with those. What are the Miami mall rumors? So apparently there's something happening at a mall in Miami. And like there's video. And there's uh, a shitload of cops. I mean, like, a shitload of cops at the mall. And reportedly, there were two eight-foot beings at this mall. And supposedly, there's this this footage where somebody says, someone claims you could see them. Mm. You know? And, uh, you know, dude, I'm into UFOs. I'm into all that stuff. But, you know, nowadays, you've got to... Excuse me. You got to fucking uh, just be weary. It's 
it's hard to be into UFOs nowadays because of how good technology is and how good you can fake shit. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's hard to say what's a UFO anymore because you know everybody's got fucking drones. Yeah. You know, you could just you give and you know technology with you know video editing, editing and stuff, but. There, the, the discrepancy is there's like, the rumor is there's these two eight foot beings walking around a uh, mall in Miami. But then there's a conflicting story that there was a bunch of kids uh, running through the mall throwing fireworks at people or something like that. So, and the, the funny thing is, is like, you know, everybody's like, look, oh, how come there's no cell phone, cell phone footage? Of these eight foot beings, all these cop cars there, all these people there, there's no cell phone footage. You know, and there, there's another argument. It's like, yeah, well, there's no cell phone footage of these people throwing fireworks either. Yeah. So, yeah. What we have is footage of like an overhead shot. I don't know if it's from a helicopter or whatever with a whole, I mean, like there's cop cars like two blocks. I'm surprised a city has that many fucking cops to show up at a mm-hmm. fucking, I don't know what it is. I'm like, I was, like I have a, like a fucking search engine on my Twitter looking up UFO UFP stuff and stuff like that. So it just uh yeah, just look up Miami Mall and just look at the footage and whatever's supposed to be the evidence, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But uh you know, I still believe that, you know, a lot of shit's gonna come out this year. Uh as far as uh disclosure mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, there's a three-part special coming out next week. And uh, I'm a little weary because TMZ is producing it. But uh, there's like all the heavy hitters of people from the UFO, UFO com- you know, community, like from George Knapp. Yeah. You know, uh, is it Jeremy, Jeremy Corbell and a whole bunch of other people who I'm blanking on right now. It's a three-part special UFO either revolution or revelation. I forget what it's called. But um, just go to Jeremy Corbell's fucking Twitter. He's got the, the trailer up on there. But, mm. you know, I think a lot of shit's going to come out this year, you know, between. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's two politicians. I, I try not to talk po- politics, but there's one Republican uh, whose name I'm blanking on, and there's a Democrat, uh, Jared Moskowitz. They both went into this fucking thing as skeptics, right? Mm-hmm. But they said the amount of stonewall stonewalling they're facing, asking these questions, is making me making them believe there's more to this. Yeah, that is being led. And the whole thing is, you know, the reason why governments get into it is oversight because right. millions of tax dollars are going into this, and they have no accounting for where the money's going. So. Follow, you know, look, follow, with any good follow the money. Follow, yeah. follow the money. And they're asking, where's this money going to? And they're getting stonewalled. So they're like, okay, well, we're we're supposed to be overseeing this. So, you know, but uh, that's the thing. The, the people who are the most skeptical are becoming believers because of the stonewalling, asking questions. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're, we're definitely going to see more stuff come out. So... Uh, but with the Miami thing, 
I'm I, I'm not in on it. I, yeah. I I don't believe it. It's just you know wishful thinking. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's hard to be a, into UFOs because they're so it's so easy to you know fake shit. Mm-hmm. Know? We have one more question, and then we will wrap up for the day today from Andy Schlichter. Schlichter! He said, did you hear Pat McAfee, or as my kids call him, Mac Patafee, call out the head honcho at ESPN for trying to undercut him in his show? He did his own pipe bomb about it on his show Friday. Yeah. I didn't watch the show, but I, you know, I saw the, all the hubbub about it on, uh, on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and it all automatically made me think of like the Howard Stern thing, where Howard was would publicly call out pig virus or pig vomit. Yep, I think uh, pig vomit was pig virus. I think it was in real life, but in private parts they call it pig, pig vomit. vomit. Yes, yeah. WNBC. WNBC. Uh, <laughs> See, I misuse his characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, why do they listen to him? Why? But uh. Yeah, I like Pat. You know, um, I've been, you know, watching his show for a couple of years now and his uh, unique style of interviewing and his unique perspective on football. And I understand he's a, a an acquired taste to, mm-hmm. to some. But uh, he's going to face some issues. Yeah. Uh, it's, hey, you know what? You know, uh, as we were just saying about MGF going to WWE and having to be a little bit less edgy, right? If you're going to do a, a Disney-owned corporation, you're going to have to fucking probably tone some shit down, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm Pat, Maff- Matt, Pat McAfee, you, <clears throat> I'm saying you knew what you were getting, yeah. When you when you when you signed me, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is what you're getting. You know, and, uh, you know, ESPN's got to realize that's, you know, it's, it, again, it's the Howard Stern thing. They, this guy's, you know, killing us in the ratings in Washington. We got to bring him up to New York. He comes up to New York and they're like, what the hell did we just do? Yeah. You know, kind we of thing. We didn't know? want so, this. We didn't want this kind yeah. of show. Yeah. Well, this is what you fucking talking right. for. So. Lesbians. Um, <laughs> but you got lesbian dial-a-date. You yeah. Know, <laughs> the whack pack. Like, what did you think we were going to get? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a similar situation. It's like ESPN has to realize they knew what they were. This is what you were signing. This is what you were bringing aboard. Correct. Yeah. If you don't want it, you should have had him make some concessions before you signed him. Yeah. There's nothing. You know? Uh, Then there's the controversy with uh, Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. you know, putting, saying Jimmy Kimmel's on a, the the Epstein list, which he's not. To be clear, right? Jimmy Allegedly, Kim, Jimmy Kimmel is not. His name has not been uh, seen. That was Aaron. Or, Rod, we're quoting yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Just to make sure we were safe, I just want to make sure we were, we said it's that. Not right. the opinion of Brian Heffron or Adam Bernard or Butts Carlton. We do not LLC. believe it. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 We don't believe in that. But that's what you know. He said on McAfee show. Which I think McAfee pays him like a million dollars for the year to come yeah. on the show. Jesus Christ. 
Which is now it's, you you run into this problem now where it's like, again, if you want to know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, you can check me out on Twitter. But like from an objective standpoint, from a business perspective, how much longer will ESPN allow that portion to continue, right? If I'm looking at this and I'm saying like, this guy is saying a bunch of really controversial and untrue shit on our air, causing us more problems than we need. And now is opening up, because remember guys and gals, the name of the game is liability here corporate liability, how much liability is ESPN or Disney or the mouse going to expose themselves to until they're like, that's it. We're done. Right. I think the Pat McAfee thing, the, the Howard Stern esque performance that he does, that's a lot different than Aaron Rogers. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Of course. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's uh, a, you have a guest on a Disney owned property accusing uh, another member of a Disney-owned property, because ABC and the ESPN are both Disney. Right. Accusing them of something very horrible on their airwaves. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel's been there way longer. Yeah. Than uh, Pat McAfee. And I'm sure he's got way more fucking stroke. Yeah. Than Pat McAfee. And, uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, fuck around and find out, you know, kind of thing. I will put a bow on this because I just yes. saw it today this morning. <clears throat> Pat McAfee released a, a public apology to Jimmy Kimmel today. Or it was, oh, last, today. It was last night or today. Yeah. He said he released, okay. he said, you know, like basically like, oh, well, well, Aaron said this and, you know, uh, it was very like, when you read it, you're kind of like, I know what this is. I've seen this before. Right. Right. So again, it's, I don't necessarily have any heat with Pat about like attacking his bosses. Cause that's, you know, that's stern. Like we're used to that kind of stuff. Right. It's it, it everybody. It is, yeah. Well, that's Steve Austin McMahon. Right. It's you know, sto- even though that was a storyline, but this is, you know, real life shit. Yeah. You know? I don't have any, I don't have any beef there. I think again, it's just, and also if I'm Pat too, if I'm being honest, like if I'm Pat too, I have to look at that as, as well. Like that, that, that culpability, the liability that I now expose myself to, if this continues, like, yeah, okay, getting getting ratings and pops and stuff for having Aaron Rodgers on the show is is cool, I guess. But, like, how much am I going to – because now you're involved in this tangled web of shit about Jimmy Kimmel that you didn't really need to be involved with, right? Yeah. How much more of that do you need to do? And not for nothing, he kind of egged them on. Right, right. I mean, we're missing that. We're, we're, we're leaving that a little bit of context out, but, like – yeah, I mean, he was egging him on to to continue to talk about it. So it was just like, you know. Well, yeah, he egged him on. He's like, oh, you're waiting for this list and uh, this on the list. And then Roger's like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he said he, what he had to say about Jimmy Kimmel. And it's like, we don't need to Kimmel do Kimmel took that. to the uh, the Twitter machine and. You don't need to do so that. So we could talk about this in court. Yeah, uh, and he would win too. That's the thing. Like you're saying something. Oh, my God. You're saying something on live television without any Merit, you're publicly disparaging this man, connecting him with arguably one of the most horrific crimes in the history of of our generation, maybe more. Yeah. And you're connecting yep. him publicly without evidence to this? And you're just saying yeah. it? Yes. Like, come on, dude. Come on. That's not that's not it. But what is it? Uh, but again, I should say, <laughs> we, Meanie and I, I believe, agree here that we're all Do about not. Pat McAfee uh, challenging his bosses because that's just the dog in us. And yeah. go ahead and do that. That's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. But uh, what is not the shits 
And what is what is good, sir, is doing this show with you every single week. So I appreciate Aww. you. I appreciate the pod squad. We appreciate the pod squad. And all your questions, too. Uh, share your thoughts with us uh, at Mind of the Meanie. Tweet at us. Respond to the questions and the things we talk about here because we want to talk about it. You know, if you have something you want to hear from us or you have something that you think we would uh, we would uh, bring to the table on the conversation topic, have at it because we're going to ask them and we're going to answer the hard questions and maybe the easy ones too. But, Meanie, before we wrap up, sir, I'd like to have you take this opportunity to let everybody know where they can keep up with all things blue outside of our wonderful program. If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, which I'm kind of on, at Blue Meanie BWO, uh, or even before I get that, uh, Thursday, April 4th, if you're coming to Philadelphia for WrestleMania, keep your evening open, uh, Thursday, April 4th. Meanie Mania at McCusker's. Uh, we're still working on that. So if you get into town uh, the night of you know, WrestleMania Thursday and you're looking to hang, we're having a nice hang over there at McCusker's on 17th and Chunk in South Philadelphia. And McCusker's would be just perfect anyway for if you're going to be in town for Mania, you know, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. That'd be a great hang at McCusker's. So, uh, but more specifically, April, uh, Thursday, April 4th, Mini Mania at McCusker's. Uh, but next, next, back, next uh, now on to the uh, scheduled uh, plug uh, section uh, of the program. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Mini, go to wrestlingtees.com slash Blue Mini BWO. If you would like to support Mind of the Mini, go to wrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Mini. Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to colinelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or use coupon code Mind and save 10% over there at colinelbowbrand.com. Uh, madcatbeercare.com. Get the blue blue spruce beard oil or bomb. Shout out to my boy Josh Thornton over there at madcatbeercare.com. He sent me a lovely little uh, care package with a New T-shirt and some uh, more blue spruce beard oil and bomb. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, if you want to look good, if you look good with your beard and you want to smell good with your beard, uh, go over there to madcatbeardcare.com. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by the awesome Hal Haney, but many real-world wrestlers, including myself and many others, who I am trying not to spoil. Go to ultraprowrestling.com or follow them on the Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's on Twitter at UPW Video Game. Uh, the Figure Collections Bone Crushing Series wrestlers variants of the Blue Mini are available now. For how long? I don't know. They're almost out. Uh, but these series ones can be ordered right now. For how long? I don't know. At shopfigurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. Go over there and get uh, what's left of the Blue Mini uh, variants, either the uh, Old School Mini or the BWO Mini. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom aired custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. 
Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair to make these uh, awesome pieces of art for your feet. Uh, if you want to see him make these awesome shoes, go follow him on social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks on all forms of social media. To have the Blue Meanie on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast and then uh, book a uh, the Blue Meanie to appear on your podcast. Either way, just go to podstars.net right now and po- register your podcast. Uh, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Book the Blue Meanie through the website, not through the app at cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. Uh, the app takes so much of a cut that, uh, you know, the talent on that app don't, doesn't, doesn't get to see it. Mm. So, uh, go to cameo.com slash blue mini BWO and let's make somebody's day a little bit better, but most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads. You can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. Uh, so go there and follow me for all the goodness there. You can also listen to my second show, Foundation Radio. I go to foundationradio.net. I got a great episode coming up this week with Andreas Hale. We're going to talk all things wrestling. We're going to talk music, maybe even talk Kanye West. So let go and follow it there at foundationradio.net. Net, go to brothersgatter.com, pick up one of the very, very last Adam and our Wrestle Buddies, the very first uh, officially designed uh, of my beautiful body and face. You can go there now, and you can also pick up a blue meanie Wrestle Buddy. But also, if you're feeling squirrely, which you should always be feeling squirrely, get yourself a two-pack. That's right, two-pack. Two-pack of your favorite podcast host by going to brothersgatter.com. Feinberg Method, go there right now and use promo code Goober uh, and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase. My trainer, Brad Feinberg, is ready to help you with, excuse me, not belching, because that's what I just did. He's ready to help you with your best uh, foot forward this year in 2024 with both your physical and mental well-being. So go to the FeinbergMethod.com. Shout out to the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop in Lawrenceville on the outskirts of downtown Pittsburgh. Go and see Kane. Tell him that Adam sent you. Uh, go to 10thwardbarbershop.com. Schedule your appointment today with him or Jordan or the rest of the team. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up today. Tears starting at just $10, folks. Can't get any better than that. You get to see our beautiful faces smile at you every single day. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Manscaped and Green Road CBD, for sponsoring the program today. Meanie, I want to thank you for being here as thank well. Thank you, sir. And answering all these wonderful questions. Shout out to Carl Pinnell and Sam Kreps for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. Blue, 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 blue.
Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie, and become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Millie's brain out.